Welcome back to the AOT Chronicles of Attack on Titan podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. And I'm Chaz Chart. And today we are here to cover AOT Season 4, Episode 28, Episode 87, The Dawn of, of Humanity. Humanity. The final episode of the final, the final season, part, season two, part two. Because we've got one more year. One more year. One more year. Give Break it down, Chaz. We are entering... The finalist edition mm-hmm. of the finaler season yep. finale, okay? Part three. It's the final part of the final season that's going to come around finally. Yep. In final conditions. Not conditions, final ed- editions. Yeah, your initial yeah. thoughts? What'd you think? I'm I mean, you got so excited it. that you shaved. I did I shave. That, thanks, yeah. thanks for finally saying something. Yeah, I've been yeah. waiting for you to say something about my face. Sorry, just been um, so on the pot or so on the episode. But yeah, you yeah. got so excited. You're like, well, I got to get a clean shave. Yeah, I did. I clean, clean shaving in. Um, I got excited for us, Ronnie. Me and you. I know it's fantastic news for us. Um, I was already contacting theaters, being like, so what is your uh, policy on bringing laptops in to take mm-hmm. notes on? Yep. Or should I just bring? I mean, we might have had to go old school notebook and paper, but I this is how I'm happiest, I think. I think the podcast is going to last another year. Well, it keeps us relevant a little yeah. bit longer, you know? Yeah. I thought uh, we'd just die off as yeah. soon as AOT ends, but no, we've got more. Got I, more. I like to think that they're out there going, well, first of all, Isayama hates five. They're like, all right, so we're going to do more, so we're doing a fifth season? He goes, no. We were yeah. doing the th- a three-parter. <laughs> It's like some people, you know, they do two parts. Everyone knows about a two-part season. We're doing a three-part season. It's all under the blanket of season four. We will not touch a fifth season. That's where shows go to die. And he goes, and also, my boys Ronnie and Chaz need the help. They need it. Yep. But I I saw some people being like, like disappointed that it wasn't a movie, which it would have been cool to see on like the big screen. There comes the fear that, you know... It comes out in Japan way earlier than it would have ever gotten here, and also I uh, some people were like, "Oh, great! Now we gotta wait even longer." Like it still would have taken. It might have even taken longer if it was a film, correct? Yeah, we were gonna have to wait either way. So I didn't, yeah. I didn't quite understand people being like, mm-hmm. "Well, I guess I just gotta wait some more." Yeah, that's what I felt like they sounded like. And I'm cool with waiting another year because. Um, the last scene that we saw in this might take some time to make if they're going to do it right. Yeah. I want to see everything, Ronnie. I want to see guts flying. And that's Chaz. Okay, cool. Uh, but no, what did you think of the episode tonight? Fucking loved it. I mean, you got what you've been wanting for. My God. And you were right, Ronnie. When you're right, you're right. I'll say it. Oh, well, you were right. We were both right. Well, I was right uh, in saying I wanted this, and, you know, it had been mentioned multiple times this season, you know, kind of just a sentence here, sentence there. Yeah, well, if, we touched on your right. How was I right? Go ahead and say it. Enough about but like, you. But, like, yeah, right? I, I was totally right. <laughs> no. You were right because you said that it was the Fez clan that was in it, and uh, it was. Yeah. It was. I did not catch that. And you're very good at your job. Right away, I was catching that we were trying to ally up with the Fezes, and we did. And they did not slip them by me this week either. But what an episode. Uh, we had so much fun, I can't wait to cover it. It's got the perfect mix of, like, had me feeling good and had me feeling concerned. All in one little wrapped yep. up ball. And it was just 24 minutes of wall-to-wall action. You know, we didn't uh-huh. get the OP. We didn't get the the ending credit scene. So it's just, Wow. No next time on, obviously. Yep. They uh, 
they definitely put it all out for this last episode to just leave us on a cliffhanger. And this might be the last time, Ronnie, that we get some wholesome moments in this series. So we got to soak it all in. Well, let's do that. We open up with a bird flying in the sky because this is Attack yep. on Titan. This time, though, we got a seagull. Um, so it's a seagull. What? Now, normally they do, uh, what is it, mallets? They've done, or not mallets. We're talking Silly about- me. Mallards. They've done mm-hmm. mallards before. They've done seagulls. What's some other birds that they've done? Oh, I mean, uh, perhaps there was a cardinal at one point. Okay. Any kind of red bird, I go cardinal. I uh, haven't seen a whole lot of hummingbirds. They're pretty quick. They probably couldn't yeah. catch them on camera. But that is true. You would think that they would have a hummingbird, or at least like just say it's a hummingbird. I'm sure we saw some pigeons. I mean, a place yep, like pigeons, you're a, right. A, or a place like Shinganchina, that's just pigeon territory, if you ask mm-hmm. me. Just, but no. In this case, we got a seagull because we're near the water. Um, Mika says she's on a boat. And says everyone says Aaron has changed. I've thought that too, but maybe all of us are wrong. And we flashback. Yep. So she's saying this on the boat. Where this is them carrying the flying yeah. boat. We got two boats here. Boat. Don't don't get confused. First, she's on the boat and she's in like in her like okay. white button up. Um, but then no, now she's with Aaron. They're dressed to the nines. Aaron, My God, are they dressed to the nines? Yeah, she says maybe Aaron was like this from the start, and if that was him, I wonder what I saw in him. And we got a lot of silly hats. You know, Ronnie's the kind of guy. I've said this from for a long time now. I like a good, just your classic baseball hat. Some people call them dad hats, but you don't get too silly with the hats, people. I feel like they're all about to do magic. That's what I feel like. I mean, they got a bunch of, like, Sasha's wearing a bowler hat. She looks like she should have, like, a mustache and be uh, trying to finagle people. Yeah, have... That's what I think of people wearing bowler hats. Did they not ever think, like... Hey, maybe we just don't have to wear a hat. Well, they made a mistake. It it was like they they were like, okay, and some people wear hats over there, and no one volunteered to be like, no, I don't want to wear a hat. Yeah, because there's a few times where I noticed them. Obviously, there's other like they stick out like a sore thumb um, for some of the things they do and say, but they got too many hats, and I feel yeah. like if you see if you see that many people wearing a hat together, you go, Whoa. okay, what's going on yeah. here? All of You're you. Like, this is either a magic show yeah. or something's going on. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Nothing gets by, old Ronnie and Chad. That's exactly if Ronnie right. and Chad were in this little crowd area here in a second, we would have been like, "Hey, wait a minute! I don't remember paying for a magic show around this right. part." It would have been like two people walked by with a hat, didn't think anything of it. Then the three side by side, I'm like, "Oh wow, they all they must have gone from a hat. They must be coming from a hat store." But then when six, seven, eight people walk by and they're all wearing hats, I'm going, okay, mm-hmm. these guys perhaps are on a reconnaissance mission, uh, a recon mission, and they are pretty obvious that they yeah. are not sure what they're doing. So Hanji says, this is giving her throwback vibes to their original mission. Let's go scout. And I love that line, you know, because we talked a little bit, uh, a few episodes of back about how you know the scout regiment all the different branches of the military they no longer exist yep but this is an opportunity for them to get back to their roots yep get back to the scouting like they've always done a honky tonky tune gets us in the right mindset and let's do some exploring (laughs) you know i'm not a super fashionable guy 
I tend to just wear uh, t-shirts, shorts. Uh, if you're on the Patreon, you know that I like to wear a hoodie. Uh, but I've really got some opinions on the fashion. We already talked about the hats. It's all over the place. You know, some people look like dock workers. Makes sense. They're on yep. the dock. Yeah, they're on the dock. They've got goats. They're uh-huh. taking the goats off. I always love a good animal coming off a ship. Right. And they didn't like crossing the water. That's the thing about goats. Yep. My uh, grandfather, he used to keep goats. And on one side where we had the land, you got you got a fence. And then on the other side was just a very shallow creek. Those goats, any second they wanted to, could have just waltzed on over there and had the whole world at the palm of their hoofs. Yep. But they didn't because they don't like water. They won't cross moving water. That's a little goat fact for They you. also faint. You ever fainted a goat? Yeah. Well, there's fainting goats. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Those are awesome. Um, but then kind of our gang and others, they just kind of look like the Italian mob in a sense. They're very dressed up. On like they, do, a, they do. It's so, it's literally so adorable. Uh-huh. I think I put ador- the word adorable maybe a thousand times in my notes today. Yeah. The and reason I say that though is because it's like they don't know what to do when they've got these fancy clothes on. Right. They're just all saying wise guys a lot. They're calling yes. people wise guys and wise guys saw some doing like hand gestures like they're just like they don't even know what shaking hands is and it's also like you probably should have practiced being in a suit like this a a few times before you actually did it it's like they just put it on and they're like i don't know what to do with my hands i remember the first time i went to a wedding in a suit i was a young lad i i didn't know how to act man yeah because you just weren't used to it i'm like yeah i was like walking around i'm like do i do that thing where I just nod my tie down a mm-hmm. lot. You know how businessmen do that? Do I just act professional? You, do I just yeah, dance? Yeah, kind of tighten the tie. You yeah, know, yeah. if I was wearing a suit, what I would do? I would practice for three hours the night before I actually had to wear the suit, doing the move where you unbutton the jacket with one hand and then kind of swoop it yeah. behind you. I would do that so much. And then we also have people who look like they're getting ready to have an elegant dinner on the Titanic, but it's like 1.30 p.m. on a Tuesday. Yeah. And they're carrying around like day umbrellas. And you know, I'm a big fan of that, Ronnie. I've always said I'm a big fan of day umbrellas. If you are a man, you have two testy cows, you better not put up an umbrella while it's raining. <laughs> yeah. Little, little sus. Um, and if you're trying to say that, that it's okay during the daytime, it's not. It's very much all day umbrellas that I saw on the television screen this evening. When you're by a body of water. Winning. When you're by a body of water. Ronnie, change your tune. When you're by a body of water and it is very sunny, an umbrella is very appropriate. <laughs> Please start walking around with an umbrella in the day. That would be so epic. Only when I'm by bodies of water. Um, Anya Capone, he's jack of all trades. We know this. He's also a tour guide. Says, we're going to the Asimobito estate. And he looks fancy as hell with his white hat on. He looks the best, I think, with the hat. Oh, I agree. He looks, yeah. He's a sharp-looking man. There's a palm tree behind him. Um, I mean, not... You, you forgot to mention this, too. To not, not, not to blame you or anything. Well, it felt that way. Go ahead. But uh, when Connie, Jean, and Sasha are still on the boat, mm-hmm. of course, Connie and Sasha, they have to mention, oh, wow, look, there really is a big city out here outside of the walls. Like, they're just saying it out loud, and Jean's having to be like, guys... We've already said multiple times, don't talk about it. I just thought it was funny that good old Sashi and Connie, of course, were about to blow the mission before it even started. 
this is its biggest port. Good call sneaking them in through that one. You know, the security's not as good. What did you think about Marley being a continent? Yeah, we talked about this kind of, I don't know. I don't know if they're just kind of mixed up or if it's like... Well, Anya Capone says it. He does say it. now. Yeah, now that you say that, maybe it's an Australian type thing. I don't know why they're holding their cards so closely to their vests on this sort of thing. It makes it very difficult. Yeah. When you start thinking about the rumbling and all these people, it's just, I don't know, more on it a little bit later. A car drives by, Connie shits his pants, calls it a horse. (laughs) Sasha says it's a cow, but no, it is no farm animal. Hanji, she's not a fool. She's heard of a car car. before, but then she says hello to it. She says, hello, car, and come back here and starts chasing it. Adorable. Adorable. And also, I've got to mention this because I just completely forgot about it. I cannot believe you did not mention it. But when Anya Capone introduces them right off the port, Hanji's saying, Anya Capone, the way she says it is absolutely adorable. And I'm telling everyone right now, if you've watched the episode, I'm sure you have if you're listening to this, go back and listen to it. It is the cutest thing ever. That's my wife. I mean, it was cute. I can't argue that. But uh, she's not your wife because obviously she was very excited to see Anya Capone. Couldn't care less about you. Um... Yeah, don't, you know, you can't say hey, hey to a car like this. Sure, they're they're uncultured, but they were just on a boat. Like, you can't, now they're trying to feed it carrots. Yeah, Jean, Jean is embarrassed, of course. Yeah, which, and I'm right there with Jean. It's like, yeah. you, we don't look good as a unit right now. We don't look good as a unit. Yeah, we're totally not standing out right now. Um, but in Levi saying they are going to feed the car carrots, and I did like that moment on yeah. your phone. I was like, no, the, oh my God, they're buying carrots. <laughs> If a car was to eat a vegetable, what would it be? Uh, I don't know. You got nothing, huh? Couldn't think of a nothing. single vegetable. I couldn't. I forgot. I, I was, was going to say. I was going corn, but. That's a funny one. I get it. I mean, it wasn't meant to be funny. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if, you know, when I thought, when I heard it, I was like, oh, that's funny. Cars don't eat veg- vegetables, but if they did, they would eat corn and you had nothing. I like carrots. I think it's a good one. Okay. Um. How about Levi seeing his full face? Not oh, I've torn. seen it before. How about it not being torn to pieces? It was a nice touch. He finally got some, you know, he really yeah. was in the forefront of this episode. Um, Mikasa, love her, love her to death, but she's wearing too much white. I think it's. I think she looks so cute. Uh, it's just too much white. Sticks out like a sore thumb once again. You're not at Wimbledon, girlfriend. You're at a seaport. There's so many icky things at a seaport. You're going to get it dirty, and it's not going to come out. I would like to see their laundry set up for this uh, you know, point in time. I don't think they're getting stains out like we can nowadays. Well, she's got to look her A-game for her boy toy right over there. And don't say boy toy. And don't say anything like that. I didn't Why? like that. You don't like that? That she's looking adorable as, as Frick for her little man? I don't think they had a whole lot of say, too. Of what they where, wore? Like, where did all these clothes come from? You know, the I don't, I don't think, so I don't I guess think this just, stuff was tailored. I think they, yeah, you're they prob- were like, well, we need this many suits and jackets. Yeah, Here's- you're probably right. Asmabito just handed them like whatever they had. Yeah. And I like to think when they sent, they sent like the white jacket, the white pants, and they're like, well, obviously, you know, you mix and match the white. No one should wear all that at once. And mm-hmm. then Mikasa was like, well, watch this. Dude, what if it's after Labor Day? Don't I can't even get into that okay. right now. That'll stress me out. Do you believe in that? Oh my, clearly yes. Okay. What a fashion crime to do whatever you're not supposed to do after Labor Day. Of course, I know the rule. 
So, she's worried about Aaron. Says, stay close to her. And this is right around the time that Aaron looked a little bug-like. I said that, I think, last half season. It's just, we we discussed it at length during the episode. It's just... The face. Well, the face, something about it's not quite right. No, 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 the phase. Oh, well, no, no, no. The face, something about it's not quite right. No, his face still looks hot. And, um... It's just the hair length. When you grow your hair out like that, you reach a crossroads where you're yep. set at an awkward length. Um, obviously, we know he's going for the full man bun approach, and he just can't get it all wrapped up in there right now. So he kind of exactly. looks, he kind of looks like it's either got to be bun. like a few inches longer, or it's got to be in a man bun for him to look. You know, mm-hmm. he yeah, he's at that. Crossroads. Well, I mean, we've seen the long hair like when he was injured, and at that point, he's still he's rocking that. It's just right now. It's kind of short, shoulder length. It's hugging yeah, his it, face at all the right wrong angles. Yeah. It's just it's not working. Yeah, like when he got into the pads, it also mm-hmm. looked a lot better then. If he contacted GQ for a magazine edition, they wouldn't even give him a second look right now. They're like, uh, mm-hmm. fix it. So it's also the time when everything he says is in a monotone, no kind of emotion way. He's just very analytical. Yeah. He's looking around thinking, I will murder all these people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, good point. A little kid with a fez saw it right away. Took Chaz like three minutes to realize it. Can't believe that slipped past you. Didn't it slap? keeps sli- slipping past me. It just happens. He bumps into a guy. I think we now know, looking back on it, he was a thiefing from that man. Um, Sasha holds up an entire bag of money for an ice cream. Yeah. I love, I love to think they just haven't taught them the, the money system there. Well, not only that, I wanted to talk about money as a whole, cause I don't think we ever have before we, cause you know, I got to get into this ice cream situation. Like, yeah, I'm sure they had to have a whole meeting on the boat. Like, well, here's how the money works. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it seems like they all got a, an allowance, which I think is yeah. cute too. Because we do know there was a tax system, there was all that back in parody, but there's no way that they had the exact amount, if they used like pounds or whatever, right. that they used it the exact way. There's just no way. It's like when you get a little bit older and they let you go on a field trip for school that's like in kind of like a city or something like that, and maybe you have like a couple night stay, and yeah, you're there to go to the museum or whatever, but there is that short segment of the day where they're like, all right, well now... If you know you have any money, now's the time that you can go explore, make some purchases, but then all meet back up here because we're going to the museum. Yep, that's like what they said on the boat. Like, here's your allotted allowance. Everyone enjoy the port of the people that are trying to, you know, breathe down your necks and murder you. Enjoy their culture, and they did. But also, like, have we ever seen money back on parody? No, they've just talked about like taxes being paid, yeah. and and uh, they had the little uh, what's it called by the river? People would buy like the fish that they're chopping up, but you never actually saw them like the exchanging of yeah, what it looked like. It currency. could be coins. I don't know. Who knows? Wouldn't it be funny if we've gone this long and then like later we see it and they're handing each other like um, beads, scarves, like acorns? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, but no, the ice cream. Wow. What, what can I say? Uh, they put 
the whole budget of animation into this ice cream. I thought it looked great. Well, at first I was going to rip this guy. He's got one flavor, no toppings, no fresh food. Well, fudge, it looks like caramel. It there was like a, there the was homemade, no caramel. Homemade soft serve is what it looks like. Which is bullshit. What what is bullshit? About if it? if this guy's slinging soft serve on this dock by the harbor, it, it, and he's doing it from a stationary freezer. He's cracked the code of soft serve. Like everyone needs yes. to contact this guy because no one is. At, everyone's been spending thousands of dollars on soft serve machines. Yeah, and somehow this guy has got a bucket as if you're walking into a Cold Stone Creamery, and he's pulling out soft serve from this bucket. I, I, you know, we'll see. I, about I believe. This guy. I think he's got it figured out. That's why he's next to the port. Everyone goes off. There, this is how he does it. Everyone goes off. They buy from him. They're like, holy shit, this guy's got it figured out. They ship away mm-hmm. and they tell everybody everybody else on other lands they said hey when you get off this port the guy's right there so he's he's got it made i mean maybe he he does seem like a cocky bastard but if he has cracked the stationary soft serve recipe then it's worth yeah it's worth him being a cocky bastard because seriously one flavor no toppings risky but we see later that sasha still has money and if he's managed to do that i've got to imagine that that is taking off a hefty chunk of her her savings there. Well, how about the self-control that she has when she she's drooling a little bit? And you're like, oh no, Sasha's going to go in. But she takes one little lick. Normally, she just devours it all. She just starts going in. Mm-hmm. She takes one little lick to get that little taste bud going. And then she starts freaking out after that. Which I would think about your first time having ice cream. If you were at the age of them and that was the first time you ever had it, that would be mind-boggling. Oh, yeah. I've, I've got the same note. I said, Connie and John start freaking out, rightfully so. I said, ice cream is a special kind of treat. You know, what an experience the first time you try yeah. ice cream. It's sad that we don't remember it because we were so little. Yeah. Our brains weren't fully developed. Yeah. And then, turns out, clowns, they're pedophiles and Marley as well. Dude, that's exactly what I have. If you are an undercover pedophile, you will be in a clown outfit. You'll be a clown. It is uh, the number one. My uncle used to wear a clown outfit all the time when I'd go and visit him. I figured it out later on in life that that is the number one thing that pedophiles dress up as. But we've, I think as a society, we've like kind of cracked down on that. Because when I was a kid, I felt like clowns were a pretty regular occurrence. You don't see much out of the clown community anymore. You are right. The clown community is not, they're not all there, but there's two. Ice Cream Man and the Clown Man. Two two most undercover uh, pedophiles. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have two of them at the start. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. when you know. Watch out. Watch out. Sure, the guy cracked the stationary soft serve recipe, but what is he doing when he's not making advancements yeah. in the ice cream community? He, hey. might be, he might be touching little kids, is all I'm saying. Hey. We need to watch out for him. Young whippersnapper, I've got some ice cream over here. Come check it out in this van. So, Chubbs the Clown towers over Levi, offering him <laughs> some sweet candy. Lollipops are a joke when in the presence of ice cream. Why anyone yeah. would ever choose a lollipop over an ice cream is just crazy. He needs to walk a few blocks down. He then whispers into his ear... He might have licked it. I That was really weird. I kind of had to look away from the screen for a second <laughs> Yeah, there. I got very disturbed right here. He might have gotten a lick of that lobe. He then asked Levi if he's in a kitty gang. 
Which is funny. I like that line. Um, I like to think that Levi never, he's got all this ice cream, candy, all this new stuff around him. He Not once but did he ever try it. He's like, nah, I'm good. Well, he just had a very emotional experience. Yeah. Like, yeah, I can't believe he didn't kick that guy's ass. Um, Mikasa, she's blushing at ice cream as if it's an edible form of holding hands with Aaron. <laughs> Dude, that's what we missed, man. How how adorbs would it have been if they were holding hands this entire time? Fuck. Well, it goes, uh, yeah, I mean, it goes back to, um... The whole field trip thing that I was talking about as a kid. When you have a girlfriend to go on that magical journey with, it's crazy. I remember I had a girlfriend named Maddie. We went to Charleston, uh, South Carolina, and we held hands at, uh, in a booth at the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. That's awesome. While we were waiting for our food. And Eighth it was grade. just like, you know, yeah, we were on our own. And it was just, wow, what freedom. And it's a shame that none of these freedom. youngins get to get got to experience that. Yeah. It was a good thing you weren't, in that moment, you weren't thinking about how you were about to slaughter all these innocent yeah. people and how terrible you feel about it, right? So therefore, I could really enjoy <laughs> yeah. being that, yeah. We also broke up on that trip. <laughs> <laughs> but wow, that one night in the booth, sparks. He how, how upset were you the rest of that trip? Well, it was kind of my fault. That's another story okay. for another time. I'll have to put that down as I learn a little something. Um She's just too clingy, man. It was like, I wanted to yeah. eat shrimp with the boys, not hold hands with the booth. <laughs> so she gets Aaron to try some, who's only had, uh, he says he's only had some through his father's memories, which is already is a tough place to start a relationship with someone when they're like talking about experiences they've had through their father's memories. It's like the first time you go to, you go to make oh, love. Oh, God, he's yeah. like He's like, well, I've only done this, this for my father's, my father's- <laughs> She's like, like I've only done this with my mom through my father's memory. She's like, are you a virgin? And he's like, what? Kind of. It's like, I've seen it through my father's memories, but. Oh, God. Dude, that is a good point. A lot, like most of the shifters don't, like they have some memories and stuff, but they're not that connected with it. It seems that he's way more connected having like the founding and the royal. So he's probably like seen his mom and done his mom. Oh. I mean, I thought we were under the impression that literally him and Zeke just sat there and watched the entire like first eight years of Aaron's life. How many times did they just like sit in a corner while Grisha was going to town on Carla and be like. <laughs> it's a, you know, it's a thing that we don't want to think about, but sorry, when we dissect the show mm-hmm. in the way we do, we have to talk about it guys. We're sorry. Or okay? even better, even better. Aaron, how he like brainwashed his dad or whatever through the memories he told his dad when to have sex with carla and he was like you will inseminate her this night and then oh, i will be god <laughs> but no he does have a lick of that ice cream and he does seem to enjoy it but he also takes this moment to shout out those in internment zones who don't get ice cream often you know kind of ruining the mood for everyone he's not wrong he's, he's good at that he's, he's good not at, wrong yeah. but it's also like it's a dangerous mindset to be in because we could all do this every single day anytime we eat anything. And at some point, you just have to enjoy the little moments you get. Life's a tough game to play. See, this episode really made me feel bad for Aaron. Oh, is that so? Yeah, I hadn't felt bad for him this whole time, but he's trying to like 
semi we see now when he was at at the ocean and everything how a depressed sack of shit he was he's like trying to have fun with his friends but he's seen the past of his dad he's Mm -hmm. seen like the future now he knows that everyone's gonna die he's about to try to kill everybody and he has to like try to be all happy go lucky with his with his buddies here he's just he's put too much on his own shoulders instead of working as a team and it's just yeah it's not a good mental state to be on really so Levi is caught up to the little cinnamon skinned fez wearing theft that (laughs) doesn't look like the other ones around here is what we'll soon find out. That's yeah. That's what these folks call him. Yeah, he Le- does. Levi's like the same height as his kid too. Yeah, he apprehends him a little bit too loudly, and a bunch of men with mustaches start surrounding little Figaro. Who yeah. I took a quite quite of a liking to. I named him Figaro. Is that okay? I like Figaro. I like him. And it none other than Levi though. Like Levi's short, like quick little ass, like mm-hmm. grabbing him and noticing it. There, there would have been no one else but Levi to notice. Oh, that. for sure. Because it's like you said, it's not like he's uh, he's enjoying all the little things to be had here on the dock. He's like on high alert at all times. And apparently, it takes a crowd of like forty three men to apprehend this young man. <laughs> Someone's. <laughs> Then they want to tie him up. Yeah. The group that surrounds him is a little bit excessive. Yeah. Someone says, like you said, tie him up so everyone can see. Jeez. Sasha says, uh, guys, chill yeah, out. I mean, this is like a whole town of pedophiles. But uh, all these guys say, no, we have to make an example. We are trying to make a living here. And I would argue they're doing a bad job. Like I said earlier, it seems like the middle of a workday in this dock is absolutely packed. What are y'all all doing? Yeah, I love one of the lines they said to Sasha was, shut it. We don't care about you or something like that. They're like, we just want to tie this little kid up and teach him a lesson. It's like, whoa. One guy says he could be a subject of Ymir. Places have been doing blood tests like crazy lately because they can't sleep. With the idea of sharing a little, or sharing a life with those filthy devils, I like to think that there's like just the the big key difference is when you subjects of your mirrors bleed, they're like a super dark red. So you could literally just run up and cut somebody and notice if they're that to begin with. You yeah. don't even have to test it. Levi scoops up Figaro and says he's not a thief. All I said is it wasn't his purse; it was his sister's. Uh, Hanji, she feels left out. She wants to be part of this make-believe family as well, so she speaks up. Mm-hmm. And these guys are starting to think some funny business is afoot. Wait a minute. They've all got hats on. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, you're saying that every single one of you are a sibling and you're all wearing hats? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, None of you, There's a lot of people who's like, that one's half Asian. That one's balding at a very young age. He's grayed out already. He's like, That one's 5'1". <laughs> This is a weird family you go, well, something's up. And so they all just start sprinting away. And the best part is I don't think anyone even tried to follow them, but they no. ran, I feel like, seven miles. Yeah. I love how Levi's like, we can't stand out, and then he picks up the kid and runs. I'm like, okay, Levi. Sneaky little Figaro has slipped away once again, this time with Levi's purse as he's climbing a wall, and he's just got tears in his eyes. He's like, thank you. <laughs> This kid rocks. This kid's awesome. He's like, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> and then we're back at uh, excuse me while I sneeze. 
Come back and excuse me while I sneeze us manner. Uh, she's going to mention again that the blood test ramp-ups are happening all around the world. What do you think of this little manner here? The manner of which she's speaking? the estate, I think, is what they called it. Oh, I thought... Okay, not the manner of which she's speaking. Well, this is where you know we know that now Marleyan or Marley is a uh, continent. Is are we in the city of Hizaru? I mean, they have an estate. That's what it's sounding like now. Because the whole time I thought like Hizaru was some far off place, but now I just don't even know what to think. Oh, okay. So where they're taking the boat to right now is that to this place? Because they're taking the boat to. Hizaru, right? Like a certain part of Hizaru? No, That's... that was called... Remember, we had a name for that. They're going oh, somewhere it's like else. like a lure or something? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I'd have to see that map again. Because I feel like now, for some reason, that there's literally one continent. Right. And there's that's... There's not like a Pangea going on. Or well, whatever. that's why I said I, I I don't understand why they're playing all this so close to their vest. Perhaps, I mean, the Asimachitos do seem like they've got a lot of money. Maybe they just have a vacation home mm-hmm. over here and Hizaru is somewhere else, but... That's where they're at now. Um, and she talks about how the subject of Ymir being one used to be a sign of high status, but things have obviously changed, and it will be difficult for parody to establish friendly relations. Yeah. I I mean, you could see this one coming. Armin says it's either that or go along with Zeke's plan, which would leave our fate in his hands and sacrifice Historia and her children. And I love how during this whole entire talk... You just have Aaron way behind the couch, like listening and like not, like not giving a single fuck mm-hmm. and like just basically knowing what's good, what they're gonna say. And what was going through my mind this entire talk was, how do you think we managed to keep Yelena off this trip? Very glad to do it, but how did that? How do we swing that? I don't know. I probably Levi, his distaste for her was just like, yeah, you're not coming. Okay, and for that, I thank you, Levi. Mm-hmm. So much better just having Anya Capone show us around. It's kind of like, once again, it just feels like a big field trip. And that's why it I keep does. coming back to it. This is like if you had the strict, Yelena would have been like if you had the strict mom that was like knocking on your door at 9 p.m. Like, everyone, be quiet. Stay, we got to mm-hmm. go to bed. Anya Capone, he's going to let you, you know, stay up and giggle for a little while. And yes, you're going to pay for it the next day when yep. you're a little bit tired. But the memories, think of the memories. This episode reminds me a lot of the uh, the episode in early season four when we had the little warriors when mm-hmm. they all got to chill at the festival and have fun. Oh yeah, it's like wow, you don't get a lot of this in Attack on Titan. When you do, you better cherish it. So there's going to be a meeting tomorrow. The whole gang will be there to check it out so they can express that peace or the peace that the island of parody hopes to achieve. So they're trying to be diplomatic yep. about this. So they did. They did try. It's not like they, because I, I guess this is the first time that, like I said before, they've mentioned like some of this stuff in passing, but they've actually gone outside of the island and tried to be like, look. Yeah, this is like Hanji's big play. Mm-hmm. You know, she she thought this was the right thing to do. She's got them all on board. That's the other thing, too, is knowing our group, I would have had to imagine that someone was like not cool with this initially. But at this point, we don't even need to see it. We just know that like they've all gone on board. They're all here to check it out. And they're going to try. And you know who else is even trying to, which says a lot, even though he knows it's not going to work, is Aaron. Yep. 
he he just needed to hear it for himself, I suppose, is kind of the way you would look at it. It's a good way to put it because as in a second when he does leave, he's done this multiple times where he actually goes and hears everything for himself and then he just dips. And it's after this long meeting that Mikasa realizes Aaron is nowhere to be found. And that's because he is crying. Uh, him and Figaro Damn. just had some sort of meaningful interaction. I don't know. what. Yeah, what could this have been that make... Well, I think he's the tear coming down his eyes. It could have just been like, hey, little kid, why don't you do that? And he just had to talk with him. But the tear coming down his eyes, he's like looking at all those innocent refugees. And he's probably thinking, once again, they're all going to die. I think also a large part of it is probably like... He's looking at old young Figaro, and I just adore young Figaro. What a God, what a bright name. what a bright light he is on this um, episode. And he thinks back to his childhood, where he was always very. What's the? He was an angry ambitious. young child, but he did, he had fun running around he with did, Mikasa yeah. and Armin, and he sees that in young Figaro, where he's not old enough to realize that what is he? Oh, he's a cow in a pen. He's just mm. just like Aaron was, and he knows what his future is going to be like, so he, he sheds a tear there. And Mikasa walks up, giving him an earful. He wipes away the tear. He does a good job at hiding that he was just crying. Very good job. Yeah, usually you got a face on where you can still tell, but it, you know his eyes aren't too red. He kind of keeps it hidden. And um, But this poor, like you said earlier, though, this poor guy... He keeps going through all of this by himself. Hey, mental, we've got the, at our work, when you go to the uh, the <laughs> toilet, yeah. we've got a, I guess they just know people go to the toilet to cry. That's right. what I've done before. But they've got a it's thing. It's really on, a good escape, you know. Yeah. They've got a thing on the door that says, uh, our insurance does cover mental health. Call here. And I really just appreciate that because every time I'm taking a dookie and I've got some tears shedding, yeah, I know where I can call. That's beautiful. So if, if if only Aaron, had if only a he had sign. a shitter to go and yeah. see a sign, would have all worked out probably. Of course, you know, at this point his problems perhaps are a little bit bigger than the ones that you deal with day to day. Maybe a little um, bit. As a, you know, I I would consider you a middle class citizen who works five days a week and then goes and eats dinner. <laughs> <laughs> But it's still good to note that you have those outs yeah. if needed. Um, Aaron, he gives Mikas to the lowdown on this war refugee camp. He says one day their lives changed forever, their freedom stolen, just like ours. And he says, Mikasa, let's get fucking serious. Mm-hmm. Why do you care so much for me? Because I saved you when we were kids or because I'm family? And one of the most emotionally charged sentences you can ask a person. What am I to you? And I love the two questions he asked before that. He doesn't say, is it because you like me or anything mm-hmm. like that? He tries to like kind of dodge it. He's like, he, he can't say it. He can't say it. You're right. So yeah. he says, he shields it Yeah. under the phrase, what am I to you? Mm-hmm. Which is hard. It's a, you know it's a hard ball to hit for Mikasa. She can't unlock her inner Falco. She looks as if she just tried ice cream for the first time. Yeah. Um, let me say that again because you kicked the table and Sorry. I really appreciated that line. 
She looks as if she just tried ice cream for the first time. And poor girl, she says, your family. Yeah, God. It's so tough because they have been through so much. Mm -hmm. They had to murder three men when they were nine years old. They're just two kids trying to survive. They've had to go to war. Aaron's had to find out he's a titan. They've had to do... Mikasa's slaughtered humans. And they don't know how to confess love because... They're still in their little little mind. Yeah. They're still those kids. That's just hard to just tell somebody you love them. Well, so here's the thing. We gotta we gotta break this down, right? We're we're all about the ships, Ronnie and Chad. How we're, how adorable are they being right here, though? I mean, I, I mean, it definitely. I was flushed. I looked like I had just okay. tried ice cream for the first time. It was hard to talk about because everyone knows, you know, I'm a Mika Shoshan shipper, but you know, the energy was palpable yeah. in this moment. But. Here's yeah, there's been so many cases that Jean and Mika will be together. So many. Keep going. Why do you do this, dude? <laughs> I'm not. It makes me angry. Everyone I like go it. Back. I like it. Our archivist needs to go back to season one and pull the moments when you were with me, and then all of a sudden Aaron becomes the biggest scumbag in the world, and now you're all of a sudden shipping them together. And now I'm going to get serious with you. Okay, because how, how does this go any differently? What does she say that changes anything? Because if Aaron was getting ready to do this whole thing of like, oh yeah, I have these feelings. No, that's bullshit because we've been watching this for 87 episodes and every time we've ever talked about it, we go, oh yeah, Aaron likes Mikasa, but he's never really shown anything about liking her that way. See, I don't know though. I don't know. I think... Oh my God. He, okay, well, well, two things. He's very convoluted. His memories... His mindset are very convoluted now. He's got like 30, he's got like 30 people's memories. <laughs> I don't even know how to put it at this point. But if he really has, if he's done all of this to save Mikasa and Armin, you would think, oh, yeah, he does love her. That's literally, Well, he loves her, but I don't think wifey. he loves her in that way. I don't think, I think he does. He has no idea how to, to show it. He's an angry little kid. Think about it this way. He's an angry little kid. That watched his mom get eaten alive. He doesn't have time to be like, well, I do love her, but I, I don't know how to show it. Wow. What a... I mean, I think... What a declaration by old Chaz Chart here. I Getting ahead of myself, I take it... I take a big... Because they're, they're, only, they're only 19, Ronnie. They're only 19. When he's, ten, when he's 9 or 10 years old, obviously he's not going to be like, oh, I want to marry you when he's that angry of a kid. But he's grown up with her. She's always been by his side. I'm sure that's how I would be. There was a little girl when I was a little kid that I ended up being in love with later in life. Um, and I kind of made that up, but still. And that, I mean, that's fine. I <laughs> That's fine that you made it up to tr- prove your point. It, it doesn't weaken it at all. <laughs> um, I will go to my grave not buying it. I just think that he cares for Mikasa and Armin the same way. We see him later, and he's fallen asleep after the party. Okay. Armin on one side, Mikasa on one side. And her, same thing. her little arm is on his shoulder. Oh, exactly. And is he touching mm-hmm. her? He's asleep, right? And, and is her, his arm on hers? No, because that exact... Thank you for proving my point. No. Nope. She's in love with him. He does not... He can't return the favor. He doesn't know how to, Ronnie. Um... Here, here's the thing though. I wish I. This is me kind of dispelling it. 
season into season two, I'll wrap that scarf around you now and forever. Mm-hmm. In the most cutest moment of this show. Yeah, it was cute. He gave her the scarf. He saved her life. Yeah, because he loves her like a sister. He'll always be there to wrap wrap that scarf around her. How do you, okay, here's another thing, too. When you're that age, you've said this before, you gotta be horny a little bit. You know mm-hmm. how you've always said Attack on Titan, they need that. Has he shown any sort of, oh, I, I want to get in that or love to anybody else? He's obviously an angry kid. He doesn't have time to think of this. No, he hasn't. This is the only lady that he's really been close well, with. Well, he's, he's cared for Historia. So that's yeah, but not... not but nothing like this, though. Well, he was begging for her to kill him so she her life could be spared. So I don't know if that's well. He was he was wanting her to kill him too, just because he found out his dad. And I think we're gonna come to find that he impregnated her. That doesn't necessarily not a love thing, but you think he impregnated her? Oh, I didn't get that vibe at all from that scene. Um, I I, hope you took good notes on it because there was something that he said where or that was said that I was like, oh shit, really? Um, Yeah. I see. I took from that scene. Almost the opposite. Interesting. We'll, we'll get into it later. Yeah, we'll get into it. Um, okay. Where the hell was I? And just as these two start to have a real conversation about this energy that has been there for 87 episodes, uh, Figaro's father shows up with some hot beverages. And I don't speak the language he mutters, but if I had to take a shot at translating, my guess would be... Howdy, thanks for uh, sparing my young Figaro, now let's fucking party. They definitely made up four words. <laughs> they made up four words right here, did, so hard. And that's why their language is more efficient than ours, because I talked for a while, he was much quicker, but it was, howdy, yeah. thanks for sparing young Figaro, now let's fucking party. Dude, really think about that though, he had to... He had to say something really awesome to Figaro for that old man to be like, oh, well, because it looked like young Figaro talked to that old man. And then he's like, well, I guess I better come invite him to the to the little party. Well, I mean, not only that, but I mean, Figaro could have just been like, oh, yeah, I got caught, caught thief oh. and those guys spared me. And I could see where a father would be appreciative and want to fucking party with people like that. <laughs> true. <laughs> the rest of the gang shows up. And man, the Fez community makes a great table spread. We've got some pistachios, a veggie bowl, um, centerpiece right there. I do believe it's a Little Debbie snack cake, uh, the zebra cakes, that is. And to the left is one single hamburger patty. Yum. I like that. Yeah. Do you think Sasha ate that? Yes. <laughs> they really missed an opportunity to show that and then just later show her being the only one to eating eating it. But more importantly, the drinks start flowing, so you know I gotta turn it over to one Chaz chart. Okay. We all boozing tonight, okay? On the continent of Marley. Good first note. If you if you were the age of eighteen or older, okay? This is just like when you go to Mexico. In the US, we don't have it figured out. Yeah, okay? you yeah, gotta be your, your other thing was like Wow, a lot of um, underage drinking going on, which I thought was weird. That's like my lane, and you were there, and I was like, <laughs> well, I don't know if they hold the same drinking laws yeah. that we do here in the States there, Chadley. Here in the States, you uh, you can go die for your country at the age of 18, but God forbid you buy a nicotine vapor, buy booze. But yeah, they got it figured out. This is like Mexico when you go on a cruise. As soon as you cross that water line, mm-hmm. you can take a sip of alcohol, okay? Yeah. Totally not a bullshit law. 
but they're all over 18, so it doesn't matter. I'm going to say 16 is the age of consent here, and not sexual consent. Well, okay, consent alcohol. and alcohol consumption are two different things, but I like that you're really trying to draw the line in the sand. And alcohol consent, not any other consent. Do you consent for this alcohol to be inside of you? Yes. So I put right here, this is kind of a terrible note. I'm going to say it anyways. They're going to lose themselves in the booze. All right, that's your second booze reference. Your notes are not off to a hot start because earlier I said good first note and I was lying. Choose what you want to lose. (laughs) Although that, okay, I put, although that old man's creepy smile might not... Wait, hold on. Okay, it seems like it's his first real note of the entire thing, and he can't get it out. <laughs> okay, the old man when when he hands he hands Aaron the first drink, mm-hmm. but his face is very creepy in the smile. Now, is he a nice old man? Yeah. Sometimes does that come off as a creepily like, should I drink this? I think it does right here, and Aaron just says fuck it and chugs it. Well, Geppetto's being like, oh, these little uh, these guys. I don't know if they're ready for this. So he's he, like, hands oh. him, he hands him an empty baked bean can and like, let's see how he handles this drink. He walked up on Aaron and Mika's side. He's like, oh, these two lovers. He's like, I can tell they've been in love since the beginning. I've got to feed them a drink. And yet, Aaron does, when somebody, this is how, Ronnie, you can tell if someone is depressed and they've got a lot going on, when they're the first one to take the booze and they just pour it down. Okay, I've done that many times when I've been in a terrible state of mind. No, Aaron was like the leader in this situation, so Geppetto was like, you get the ball rolling, my friend, and he No, did. he was, but Aaron just, he just, he doesn't take a little sip, he just pours it down. It's not, he was like, this is, he's like, I know how this meeting tomorrow is going to go, this is my last yeah. chance to let loose with my friends and have a good time. Yep, and he goes, and I, have, I couldn't confess my love just five minutes ago, if I pour it down, maybe I can beautiful so connie connie jean sasha mikasa armin they all follow the lead our uh, our older our older squad members levi hanji anya capone they don't join the party okay they're not about this they're mature apparently i don't know why they can't let loose and have fun a little bit but everyone starts to get a little tipsy we get mikasa and sasha back to back doing some girl stuff i thought that was cute um, Armin, Armin then open what? What is that face? <laughs> Your notes are just that was doing, adorable. doing some girl stuff. <laughs> what of anything were they that's doing? How, that's girl how girls stuff. drink. They like just get back to back. You would know better than I. Armin then opens a tent. Yeah, you wouldn't know, Ronnie. This yeah. is what happened. I'm oh, sorry. I didn't realize that all the parties you go to, you just got girls <laughs> leaning on each other while sitting down. Armin then opens the tent of what looks to be like an older couple getting it on. Did you see the expression on his face here? Yeah. That was hilarious. You can't just go opening curtains in a Fez community yeah. like this. You don't know what you're going to run into. Funyuns. What's the guy's name? What did you name, little kid? Oh, Figaro? Figaro. Figaro just goes flying across yeah, the Yeah, someone checks someone chucks little Figaro yeah. at Aaron. Right at Aaron. Um Jean, we got Jean, Connie, Sasha. They've all got their arms around each other's karaoke style. They're doing some karaoke. They would be a great karaoke group, by the way. I, th- I b- agree. That's a good note. That one was a good note. Okay. Thank thank you. I couldn't tell if you're being sarcastic or not, because apparently you don't like any of my notes, but 
I mean, this tune got me turned. The, the Fez crew, we've got them clapping like uh, directly oh, above yeah. their heads. I love a good clap above the head. That's I do when too. you know you're getting some. I uh, do too. That's like stuff. um, we need to start doing that more as like a country. We don't yeah. clap above our heads like that nearly enough. It's definitely more of a foreign thing, and I think it's something we need to adopt. And the Minnesota Vikings do it too before the, either the game or kickoffs. They kind of do a little, and it's cool. I like yeah. it. Let's do it. Some of the ladies have hijabs on. I thought that was interesting. Mm-hmm. I, they've probably shown that before, but Chaz Chart doesn't notice that until now. Um, then we, well, I mean, before we don't don't be rude to yourself. Well, yeah, we've I mean, been you've seen, already, you've we've already seen them me. on the field of war, and then we only saw oh, yeah, a yeah. quick clip of Connie and Jean drinking with them. So. We hadn't really had the need to see the the headwear for the women. Okay, and they're beautiful. And then John is forcing Armin to sniff a small Christmas tree. Is what I put. Oh, you so. fool! I, if you can look around this place, they've got veggies hanging up. Um, is that what it is? It's a veggie. I believe he's got some sort of sprig of some 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 form of aromatic that okay. he's just letting him smell. Some herbs, <laughs> but well, he's not. Letting he's like, him oh, smell check it. out this herb. We don't have this herb back on our. He's not letting him smell it. He is forcing him yeah. to smell this thing. And Connie's indulging on a shish kebab. Nice with Gramps, whatever you named that guy. Now the shish kebab. I'll. This looks like a great party. I actually, I'm going to go ahead and certify it as a hoot nanny. Um, this kebab could use some work. It's all meat. It's like throw a couple veggies in there. Roast them up. I see you got them. They're hanging from all over the place. Just a little more creativity with the kebab. It's really a time to shine. Yep. And let your creativity explore it. And then right as right as Connie's downing that, Armin and Jean just go running off. I, I love this is this is a typical drunk night. You got your buddies around occasionally, like Armin and Jean. They're they're buddies, obviously, but he's more he's closer to you know other people. Yeah, they just when you're drunk, it doesn't matter. Like you're some of the buddies you're not as close with. You just grab them by the hand and say, "Let's go," and you just start running off. Well, with they them. were concerned. They saw the energy kind of dying down. Yep. The liquor was getting low, and they were like, "No, this can't be done. We got to bring more people into the fold." Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be like a whole brand new party. We're just starting over. They just took a massive sniff of that herb. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, but let's go, let's go." So they, in this case, they were running around not saying the British are coming. They're saying the party is here. Come on yes. over. Yes. And they run over to the other tents and they bring back all of the campsite. Pretty oh. much everyone. We got Connie putting on one of the fezes. He gives his hat to one of the guys. Yeah. Um, everyone's having a great time. Then we we pan over to Sasha force feeding Fig- young Figaro with the giant bottle, just mm-hmm. making him down this thing. <laughs> Careful Just now. Not <laughs> he didn't seem prepared. I'm glad Geppetto wasn't around because he yeah. might not have been happy about young figure. He was definitely sick that wetting night. Wetting his tongue in um, such a fashion. And then we've got Aaron. Aaron's just by himself. He's in one of these modes where you're a little too drunk. Oh yeah. And you're like, oh god. He's feeling it. He's feeling it. He's blushing. Looks like he just tried ice cream for the first time. Yep. You way to use that again because I liked it. The first three times you said it. I'll be doing it every time someone blushes, so don't even try and take a shot at me. I'm not taking a shot at you. I told you I liked it. He's blushing. By the way, it's the rule of three. You make a joke once. If you make it twice, you got to make it a third time. He's blushing. He's looking at everyone, be happy. And then we get a close up of Mikasa and Armin 
He's looking at both of them, and he has got the biggest smile and blushiness on his oh, face. Oh, both of them. Hmm. But it was Mikasa first. Hey, what does the owl say? Save Mikasa and Armin. He mentions Mikasa first. Wow. What a smoking gun you're pointing at me. So they all fall asleep, and we get Levi, Hanji, and Anya Capone. Um, they come in, and they find them all wasted, passed out. Yeah. And this is when your parents come in, and you're like, well, I'm glad they had fun, but they probably shouldn't have been doing this. What a scene. Yeah. We got- and I, I gotta be honest, I feel like they were a little bit dicks, and I'm not gonna be surprised if the community of Fezes turn against them once the war really gets going, mm-hmm. because they're going to, we're gonna be like, what happened? We shared such a magical evening. And they're gonna go, well, yeah, until you said, oh, we're late to this, some fake meeting you guys had to go to, and we had to clean that shit <laughs> yeah. up all by ourselves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Anya Capone, what do you think he says right here? He's like kind of like the wild card for me. Do you think he just lets Levi and Hanji take care of it about the little kids that just passed out, wasted on alcohol, or does he kind of step up and be a little dad influence here? In what sense? What do you think he's saying? Oh, I think Anya Capone, he's like, the kind close, of guy, he, he walks in and he, like, Hanji and Levi are kind of concerned, and he just walks in and he gives a great big belly laugh, and he's just yeah. like, oh, I see. Kids having fun. I see they've found some enjoyment or something mm-hmm. like that that was a good Ani capone impression oh yep so then we got armin he's near aaron's left shoulder mikasa's got her her little hand and her little phalanges on aaron's right shoulder so cute and aaron's left leg is over jean's head that was pretty hilarious and yeah jean and mikasa are so close and then Sasha is throwing up in a bucket in the mm. top left of the screen, which is just hilarious. She, you, you know why? She ate too much food while drinking. You can't eat too much food while you drink. She's trying to soak up the booze. And this is where I talk more about Aaron, Mikasa, and Armin and how depressing it is. Poor Aaron has the, the weight of the world on his shoulders. Can't confess his love to a girl he loves. Can't even, he really hasn't been talking to Armin a lot either. Like, I don't know, the past few episodes, they're all having their last good laugh and fun, and he's just been kind of watching it to the side, just depressed as hell. It's, I, I feel bad for this guy. Hopefully, he doesn't do anything too outrageous later on. Yeah, you'll, sounds like you'll be on his side till the end, no matter what, which. I'm not on his side, I'm just saying I feel bad for him. That's fine. You know, I feel bad for mainly all villains. In, uh, oh, that's so mad. Show and cinema. No, a I'm doing. You're calling him a villain? Okay, he's, he's a villain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look at me. Yes, I'm calling him a villain. <laughs> I think the moment that really made me realize that he was a villain was uh, when Grisha was crying to Zeke. That scene, for some reason, just got me like, oh, shit. Okay, yeah, he's... If Grisha's acting like this about Aaron, he's he's a very bad person. But right now he's not, though. He hasn't done anything bad yet. He's just loving his friends, okay? Because if a stand-up guy like Grisha's getting this emotional about it, you know. <laughs> hey, he was a good guy on Parody, correct? Yeah, he got a second chance. He, he ran with it. I will say that. Good times. We then, we then go to a guy with sheep hair. 
Did you have anything to say about this guy? Yeah, I did have a take. Let me see what you think. This guy is the embodiment of an angry cloud on a partly cloudy day. That's what I decided. Okay. I like that. That actually made me giggle a little bit. Well, well, I hate it because you were reading your notes and you didn't hear it the first time, so it took a second to sink in. It took I, a second to sink in, but I didn't it was get good. You, I didn't get your real reaction, so now I'm a little disappointed, but I'm going to say it one more time. He was in an embodiment of an angry cloud <laughs> on a partly cloudy day. I like it. I had to fake the laugh a little bit there because you already said it and I laughed at it, but I really did like it the first time. And what, because what did you say he was? A sheep? I just said he had sheep hair. I didn't really know mm-hmm. what to call him. I, I knew you had something spicy up your sleeve, so. So yeah, he's talking. We're at like a council, government council meeting. Um, he's talking about seeking aid to the refugees of subjects of Ymir across the world. He says that they don't believe in the Eldians' ideologies. He's talking about the subjects of Ymir. Mm-hmm. That they're just tra- tragic victims of the old Eldians that forced inbreeding. And then he says that it's those damn island devils we should hate. Those devils who fled a hundred years ago. They're the true enemy. Yeah, they they do with an old switcheroo on you, which the show loves to do. Because he starts talking, you're like, well, this stuff sounds pretty good. You know, I like what Mm -hmm. he's saying. And then he just, he goes in the direction that we absolutely can't go, which is specifically the island. Yeah, genocide on the island. Um, And he's just not a man I can respect. This was a nice formal meeting. Come at me with well-thought-out ideas presented in a calm, professional manner. There is a time and place to let your emotions break through. Now is not the time, Mr. Cumulus. Mr. Cumulus. He is a goofball. He looks like a U.S. Senator goofball. He really does. He's white. Mm-hmm. As everyone claps, okay, they start clapping, they're cheering for it. Like you said, it was a switcheroo. Because, but at least he doesn't hate all the Eldians, okay? Little subjects of Ymir that are on his land, you know, they're, he's not he's not trying to slaughter them or put them in internment zones. Which is what, yeah, it, and that's a good point. I feel like we dropped a ball, right? This guy's seeing something. He's like, oh, all these Eldians, they're not all bad. So there was an opportunity to walk up and be like, hey, corner him somewhere and say, hey, dude. We're actually Eldians from the island. We totally see why you're saying that. We're not that bad either. Like, and here are the reasons why. He's never been to the island. He didn't know. Mm-hmm. We should. I just think we needed to have a talk with him, even though he was an angry cloud. Yeah, that's what's scary about you saying he's never been to the island. He doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, Aaron, doing if he did this whole rumbling thing without being on the other side of, you know, without being off the island, it'd yeah. be like, oh, I can see where he did that. That's sad. He's off the island right now, and he's still going to do right. it. Right. I just feel so bad for that guy. Dude. <laughs> God. You don't feel bad for the kid that watched his mom get eaten alive. He was a cow in a pen, yeah. and now he's taking his revenge out on the world. Okay? They created that monster. No, they did. God, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> You're such an asshole. God. I, you know, I just I hope he stomps Figaro because God that fucking kid dude dude don't, that's you're taking it a little too far no I hope he does the same exact thing that happened to him to millions of kids worldwide I just feel so bad for him all right <laughs> well do you like him more than Flock uh yeah <laughs> 
Oh, fuck Flock, dude. That That, flocking guy. That guy. Just swimming in the sea. Yeah, we... So they're they're clapping. We see our crew. None of them are clapping. They're all upset. They're like, well, shit. And then Mixa turns around to see Aaron walking out of the building. Okay, this is the second time he's done it. He's done the declaration of war. He waited for Willie to declare war before he turned into the Titan and killed a lot of innocent people. Okay? He's at least waiting. That's what I'll give him. No, I'll give him that. If if he's got one good trait, and I think he's got a couple, I'll say that. He's patient. (laughs) He's a lot more patient than when he was a kid. Yeah, he's patient. For sure. But yeah, Mikasa sees him walking out, and she says, that's the last day that we saw him. She says later on is when he sent the letter saying that he's entrusting his Onichan Zeke. And she says the next time that they saw him, it was too late. And that's when we see, that's when they, we were in Marley fighting. Next time they saw him. So she says she wonders if there was any way to change what has happened or if it had all been decided from the start. She can't help but think if she gave him a different answer back then, that things would be different. And it goes to the little blushy scene that we had where you said that she looked like she just tried ice cream for the first time. Mm-hmm. Whoa, dude, don't say it again. Don't ever use it. And this is where I ask you if she would have said, because I'm in love with you, would anything have been different? That's what I was saying. No. He's like, what? He, he already is doing what he thinks he needs to to protect Armin, Mikasa. Mm-hmm. So if, say, he loves her, she loves him, that doesn't change. He still wants to protect her, and if this is yeah. what he thinks he's got to do. And this is where I agree with you. I do, I'm do. I'm about the ship, but I do agree with you there. Mm-hmm. Nothing would have changed. I would have liked to have seen a smooch okay. before all this happened. Just one smooch. Just so I could be like, well, that's nice. They got one kiss in before he kills everyone. <laughs> but, oh, and see, once again, that would have just even tormented poor Mikasa even more. So I'm so thankful that they didn't, okay, didn't smooch. Okay, n- now that you say that, has he not confessed his love and done all of that for her sake? And that's why he acted very mad at her and told her about the whole Ackerman thing. Oh, well, I think we had that take a couple times even then. So then would that kind of... Because he was so over the top then. Yeah, he was so over the top. But he did the same thing to Armin. So once again, it's not... But that, but that's like his best friend. This is his best friend that's a girl. Yeah, yeah, It's hard to have a best friend that's a girl that you're always around. I can see why... Well, I can see why people th- think it. I'm still kind of confused and angry about how you did such a 180 so quickly. I see where the Aaron Mikasa ship comes from, but I will never be aligning myself with it. Okay? I didn't do a 180 quickly. I, ever since he wrapped that well, scarf around her in season two is when I called. Now, in season one, you are right. I did say, because it'd be like, yeah, you're definitely right about season one. The entirety of season one, I was like, well, he kind of just shoves her off. And it wasn't like you hadn't seen season two when we recorded season one. So I maybe you didn't do a quick 180 on podcast airwaves. I believe there was a quick 180. Because you never, you could have tried to bring me on our side. We could have been like making cool Aaron Mikasa art together of them like holding hands. But you just never told me that you felt so strongly well, about it. And here I was the whole time shipping Jean and Mikasa thinking that you were like maybe not as passionate about it and didn't think about it as much as me. Because I'm just like such a romantic person. Well, I'll but put, I'll say out, this. No, you still. Turns out you've been fooling. This is Power Rangers all over again. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you. 
at the end of this show, you could be right because as we're about to see, nothing changes. I'm just all about in this moment where I'm like, oh, I wish they got a smooched in, said I love you, and then they, they, he could go and kill we, the world. We saw Jean's hope for the futures. Mikasa was his woman. We just don't care about Jean? Come on, people. I do. What about Jean? What about my boy Jean? Let's go. But would Jean genocide the entire treat. world for, for Mikasa? I think that's the sweetest form of love. <laughs> <laughs> that... I don't know how many things I can argue with as far as that goes. Yeah. No, I like I think it would be sweet for one smooch. That's all I'm saying. I'm so happy there wasn't a smooch. It would have just tore my poor Mikasa up. Okay. Then we get the calling card. Let me pull this up. Pull it up. It says, the world. Beyond the walls, there's a sea. On the other side of the vast blue sea is a continent. Okay, Aaron, you don't have to say it so monotonely. Jeez. There is a sea. Thank you. And also, read it quicker. I know you struggle with reading. Come on. That continent has cities, bustling markets, and all sorts of people living there, just like on the island. But in the outside world, subjects of Ymir are despised more than anything. Yeah. Okay, so we didn't know that. I'm glad I read it. By the way, I really appreciate how passionate you are about your uh, very popular segment, Chaz, recap of the week. Because it wasn't like last episode was meaningful or important in any way. So I'm really glad that you didn't do one of those. Aaron asks himself... (laughs) We're going to get into the last episode at the end of this. It <laughs> seems like you got a really good handle on that segment when you do it and when you don't. I think we did enough for that, that episode to oh. do a recap on it. <laughs> you know why he just broke out laughter there? He was thinking about it when he was getting ready to do his notes. He went, wow, I did a recap for an episode that was held... 97% of it was held around a campfire. <laughs> but yet, I didn't do one. And I did. For one of the best episodes of Attack on Titan. I forgot about that. For our I, favorite character. I forgot about the recap until you even said it. <laughs> but we we did such a bomb episode, it really does not no, I mean that's a fair. shitty recap. I think we sent them off fantastically, yeah. if you ask me. And I've even, I put in these notes, I'll go ahead and come out and say it. This episode made me the most emotional of the season, besides last episode. Yeah, that was another thing that he completely forgot about last episode. At one point he goes, he goes, wow, that episode brought out more emotions than me than any episode this season. I went, do you remember when we did a five-minute opening segment of us like crying and with uh, Charlie Puth and Wiz Khalifa's See You Again in the background that we really risked not getting taken down on YouTube for? Because I don't. I remember being very sad about that one. Here it is, Ronnie. I, I'm glad I'm not into romantic animes. Mm-hmm. Because there's not been any romance in the show. And this one episode so has made me like... Dude, think about... People are going to be so mad that we talked this much about the mikasa Aaron dilemma. Because it was just a small part of this episode. Imagine if you let us loose on like a real romantic anime. I know. We would get oh, into oh so God. much of just the juicy you know, things that go on in those. If if he or she would have asked what am I to you earlier on, 
my God, I would have never stopped talking about it. It's just that line. What am yeah. I to you that just, I've got to break it down. And I'm glad you're a part of it because I was afraid you'd be like, oh, I don't, I'm the, no. I don't like love. I hate people. That is not what this podcast is. Okay. What I'm saying once again is you people are so lucky that relationships didn't play a bigger play or else these episodes would be two hours long each week. Yeah. And it is. By the way, it is a big part of this episode because we keep getting the monologues of Mikasa and Aaron here. We got Aaron asking himself, when did this all start? Back then? And then we get the, the image of the pig stall. And I was great, so glad to see the pigs. We finally see them. We've been hearing about all these pig jokes for so long and never really seen them. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness there they are. That's why we're drinking pig's piss is what people use to criticize the island. I love how he thinks about that. Like, he thinks back to, like, did it really all start to right then? Which is funny because it did. But, and then he says, no. And then we get an image of him as a little baby looking up at, at Grisha. And he said, it doesn't matter. And then we got memories of his friends. We've got the fight in Marley. His dad pleading with Zeke in the paths through their memories. And then... He says, everything happened by my will. Everything comes after this. And then we go back to Yelena. It's always good to see her again. We, a, uh, we almost got out of this episode without having to see her. <laughs> it's always good to see her again without a, a broken shoulder this time. And she says, she's talking to Aaron about the euthanization plan and the aid to take over. She's saying that it's the only way. And I put right here, Aaron looks hot. He looks like a bug most of the time, but he looks hot right here. So he's talking. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. I'm going to keep going. But she says, you got I just had to take a second to assure myself this all took place even before they went over there, yeah, which yeah. just once again just shows what where his mind was the whole time. Yeah. 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 You're right. He, he talked to Flock, Historia, and Yelena before they even yeah. did their little field trip. Yeah. Which, yeah, which definitely adds on to everything. He'd already decided what he was going to do. But maybe that's also he was second-guessing what he was going to do because he saw all the innocent people. What a- Also, I mean, God, what a long episode we perhaps could be doing. Also, part of the reason he might be shedding a tear when after talking to Little Figaro because he might be scurrying away and he's going, I'm going to bring thousands of colossal titans and I'm going to squish you like a bug, Little Figaro. And I'm a little mm-hmm. sad about that, but it's what I must do. You're so right, because <laughs> once you bring thousands of yeah. colossal titans on there, you can't just kill the Marleyan government. No. It's going to kill everybody. You can't tell them to step on a crack, break your mother's back. It's not like you step on a fez. Dude, that is, you're probably right about that, because the first time he sees little young Figaro in this episode... He has like a blank expression on his face. Like he had already seen that he was going to have the little party. Because remember, you can get these like glimpses of future memories. What if he had already seen, oh, this is when I go and drink with the Fez community. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, I'm actually going to kill all of them. Hey guys, don't step on a Fez. They're not as bad as everyone says. Do you like it? <laughs> No, I tried not to laugh. The whole time it. you were making your point, I was trying to come up with a little way of. Yeah. I tried not to laugh on it because it yeah. was kind of cheesy, but it was it made me laugh still. <laughs> so yeah, we've got Flock hiding behind the wall while uh, Aaron's talking to Alina. 
just awesome that him and Flock are best friends. Oh. She's talking. And about- I wish they would have shown the kiss. Because, I mean, seriously. Well, hey, we're not there yet. Oh, Ron. sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I got a lot of thoughts. It's like they never show an Aaron Mikasa kiss, but they show the flock. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she talks to him about the wine, and we got flock, you know, hiding behind the wall. And then we go over to Aaron, and he's telling flock his plan. And he goes, I'm going to pretend to go along with Zeke's plan. And flock goes, And then what? And then this is, would have been the perfect time to be like, if Aaron just said, and then this. And he just leans over. Just gets a corner of the lip. It's not yep. too sedate. It's just, and it was in candlelight. He did three talks. One was in a very dark room. One was during a sunset, pretty romantic, but none as romantic as the candlelit mm-hmm. talk that they had. Also, once again, to really show that all Aaron really cares about is just his very, he doesn't even care about the island per se. He cares about his select few because I would have even, I was kind of looking for some sort of reaction when Yelena tells the dirty little secret that a lot of the people have drank Zeke's spinal fluid and he just doesn't care. Yeah. He didn't care. Do you Like if I'm him, I would have been like, oh wait, does he care about, I could see where he would care about Pixis or Do Do you think he somewhat cares about uh, Pixis and he he didn't seem to. I, that's Cause, why. Because remember, I would have liked told, to seen a scene where he like got mad at Yelena about that, but then ultimately just was like, "Well, I still have the bigger thing to play, and I got to keep going." Now this could be going along with your point here, when he says "wait" to Zeke when Zeke's about to scream. Mm-hmm. He does say "wait," but he could also he be like, wait. "Wait, did did uh, Jean or somebody accidentally drink that?" Yeah. He could only be thinking about them, not Pixis. No, that's and- true. He does say, say "wait," but that's but once again would have maybe been nice to see his face when she said that for him to kind of be like, oh, fuck. And then again, he might not care. He might he might have known that Pixis was yeah. going to drink it through the future memories. So he's like, ah, Pixis is old, yeah. whatever. Maybe he did. God, I feel so bad for him. <laughs> All right, guys. If you can watch this episode and not feel bad for Aaron, please comment and the thing. So then we get historian Aaron talking. And it's great to have the goddess back. Wait, who is this little blonde girl? Historia. What's her What's her name? What is she? What does she do? <laughs> well, she I hasn't, haven't I haven't seen her for she must not be that important. She's just like a little farm girl cuz I haven't seen her for the entire season except for like yeah. the second episode. Well, she gets a different name here when she announces something at the end, but her name at this moment is Historia. Yeah. Well, what is she what does she do? She like is like the queen or something, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Interesting. He uh he tells her about the MPs uh, wanting to turn her into a Titan and eat Zeke. And we get a beautiful shot of the sky. There, There's so many good shots of birds in the sky. I'm pretty sure a bird flew by. And he says, you can either run or fight. She then says, there's no need to run or hide. She wants to go along with the best chances of the island's survival. So here's the key differences between Aaron and Historia, I believe. Mm-hmm. She actually cares about the whole entire island as a whole. Like yeah. you said, Aaron probably only cares about all of his friends, not really, per se, some of the just normal island people. Right. I'm sure he does care about them, but not that much. Yeah. It's like me. Like, there's a few people I care about that live around me, but, like, if something happened, I'd be like, ah, oh, that's sad, and kind of just go about my life. Yeah. Yeah. It's waiting for you to be like, oh, I feel so bad for him. Make some comment like that. I just got to choose my battles with you, you know? 
I'm sorry for feeling bad for a tragic victim of this world. Aaron then says, you may be fine with that, but I'm not. And then we go to him telling Flock that he'll destroy the world and all our enemies. He's going to wipe out every last one. And we've got good old kid Aaron back saying he's going to wipe out all the titans. Flock's like, oh, that's so hot. <laughs> and then he t- go back to Historia. And she talks about how, how many innocent people will die. They're all innocent just like your mom was. Talking about that. And it doesn't make him feel anything. Because my quote of the day from Aaron Yeager himself is, the only sure way to end this cycle of revenge fueled by hate is to bury our hate-filled history along with civilization itself. As Historia's face just looks absolutely terrified by that comment. And while that's a good quote of the week... Quote of the day, yeah. Um... Yeah, quarter of the week. Thanks for that one. Uh, it also is the gleaming thing that's wrong with his whole ideology because as we go back, we've said it before, we'll say it again. What did the two of the wisest men in the show say when they had a talk between Dot Pixis and Erwin Smith? Smith? As long as there is two people on the earth, there will always be yep. confrontation. Well, however they said it, you're better at that sort of thing than me. He what said one or fewer humans on this world, there will always be confrontation. I don't think you said one or fewer, unless there's one or few humans. Yeah, so there's got to be either one human left right. or zero. Yeah. But so this whole, it's like he's his mind is just like, oh, we just need to restart on civilization. Which is not a terrible mindset. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's a it's a terrible terrible ideology, but at the same time, the shit that he's been through, you see how he gets to this point, and you're like, <laughs> you're like, God, just like Reiner says, like seven times throughout the series, the worst person to have this power is you. Yeah. He then calls it back to season three, part one, when he was chained up in the cave, and he says, "You can go through with this because you're the worst girl in the world who saved me back then." And then, boom, we get two brotherly bonds going on in Marley now. We've got Zeke throwing the baseball up against the wall because his poor little brother doesn't want to play with him. And throwing a baseball up against a wall is just one of the most unsatisfying feelings one can experience. You can't even play wall ball like that. No, I mean, get a tennis ball. Someone introduce Zeke into a tennis ball because if Aaron's not going to play with him, this is just not acceptable. This is... They might... Do you think they have tennis? Is that invented yet in this world? Uh, no, because croquet it, maybe. Because if they didn't, even if he's having this, you know, important talk about like Ackermans, I still think he would have looked at Aaron and been like, "Man, I wish I had a tennis ball right now. This would be so much better." <laughs> so they must not have. Them. Yeah, it must not have. Uh, but yeah, they're talking about Ackermans, like you said, and he says, "I've never heard of the headaches aspect." Um, he's like, "Kasava son never mentioned anything like that to me." He said, their powers awaken when survival instinct is triggered, which is what we saw with Mikasa as a kid. And he says, I don't know about anything about a host, though. Um, but the way I see it, her devo- her devotion towards you is nothing more than her just liking you that much. Enough to rip a titan apart. Aww. So sweet. <laughs> so he goes, so what will you say to her? As we got a depressed Aaron say, saying, like it matters, I've got four years at best to live. And this goes back to me thinking 
Aaron is such a depressed sack of shit and knows he's going to die. No matter what he carries out, he's only got four years to live. Right. That he's not confessing his love to her. He doesn't know how to. It doesn't matter if he does. What are they going to do? Be happy for a year or two and then he just dies? He's like, I'm just going to put it all on her plate. Make it all her fault by just saying, so what are we? What am I to you? <laughs> uh, poor kids, man. They don't know how to. They don't know how to love each other like Ronnie and Chaz do. <laughs> Amen, brother. So then we got we go back to Historia, as she says, "I'll get pregnant." Mm-hmm. And this is where you think that Aaron just bent her over right there. <laughs> no, no, uh, maybe maybe he didn't. I could honestly see it either way. I said that earlier. I just it's got to be. Do you think it is? Know. Do you think it is that Farmer John or whatever? If it is, uh, here's the thing. Like they they played it up as if it was like a really important thing. At this point, I don't know why it would be. I it was just important to the fact that they couldn't turn her into a titan. So yeah, I guess. I, so maybe I guess. But I just point, even, I just mean even like the reveal of it all. Like okay. they've been kind of hiding it or whatever. Like if it is just some farmer John guy, unless they're just doing it for fun and being like, oh, people were think about this and then it won't matter. But. I guess at this point, it would be cool if they did have a reveal. If it was like, we said Zeke. That's probably yeah. not right, but it'd be kind of weird they're related. Like, yeah. But it, at this point, I guess it doesn't matter. It could have literally been anybody got her pregnant, and that just saved her from not getting turned into a Titan. I don't know. I don't know. It, the way that... It would be it would be really poetic, though, if he did say, I'm going to destroy the entire world to her, mm-hmm. and then she was like do me right now (laughs) (laughs) well like part of the thing too and why it's kind of confusing why i think why i got caught up in the emotions of the scene were like it was sunset but i'm also starting to think that like every single time we see historia at this farm at this farm (laughs) it is forever a sunset it's forever sunset. show me one time we're at this farm and unless like it was when she was really young and her mom was being a piece of shit that it's not a sunset (laughs) so (laughs) So I might have fallen victim yeah. to the sunset. I don't necessarily think that... I mean, you are right. That that sunset on that farm is the perfect time for romance. Yeah. You're not wrong about that. So then we go back to the sea. We've got a flying bird. Wait, hold on, hold on. Wait, what the fuck? No, I, I just got way ahead of myself. Hold on. Just to keep it alive, I will say um, that Keith is the father. And not a weird, like she, he was like an an adult figure, age is just a number of people, she's of legal age, she agreed for it, and we've got a little Keith, you know, floating around in her belly, and he's going to come out a badass, or she's going to come out a badass, either way. Oh, dude, I would love, if we, Keith Jr., she just names him Keith Jr., That'd People awesome. were like, oh, wow, you guys really think that Keith is going to swoop in to save the day at the last moment, even though he's just not even in that many episodes, but you guys have been carrying a candle for him this whole time? And we were like, yeah. And then he died, and people were like, okay, well, now they'll finally give up. There's nothing that he can do now. Yeah, he can. <laughs> he can he's make fathered a child, and it's on its way. Of royal blood. So she gets pregnant. She says, I'm going to get pregnant. Then we go... To a war zone. Dead bodies around Aaron. He's in the trench. He's cutting off his own leg. He's got one of those, a gaw in his mouth, biting down on it to deal with the pain. This looks absolutely terrible. 
There's dead bodies all around I him. I told you I had a note. You do have a note. Dead bodies all around him. Go. Owie. Owie indeed, yes. He's doing it with what seems to be like not a very... Yeah. Could've, he could have gotten a better weapon for it's this. It's not a good tool for it. No. Um, but, like we've seen him before, he's he's dealt with a lot of pain, I guess. is isn't that much to him. And then he gets... Uh, he gets memory glimpses of him freaking out on the airship when Sasha dies, uh, Connie crying, you know, s- some of that stuff pops in his head or pops on the screen. I don't know if that's supposed to be like his mindset in that time, Yeah, which is interesting. If that's that his mindset in that time, that stuff hasn't even happened yet, and he well, knows. I'm trying to think that this was after he had all those talks. Yep. I know at one point I felt like there was like a Mikasa overdub when she was saying like everything had been decided like it was too late at that point and it was showing things that like kind of catching us up mm-hmm. of where we were now. Yeah, stuff that I put here that stuff some of that stuff hadn't happened yet so that'd be interesting if while he's cutting off for the sake of freedom and his friends he's seeing that future stuff and he's like I've got to do it so this shit happens and then we get an image of all of his friends in the back this is one of those images. It's right before they go to Shiganshina. We've got Flock in that stupid hair. Oh my god, what a ridiculous haircut. He's talking to Marlo. We've got Marlo in this. It's awesome. Also, not a fantastic haircut. Erwin, <laughs> no. our boy Erwin. Now there's mm. some hair. Levi, Hanji, Jean, Connie's hugging Armin, Sasha. And then we get the beautiful Mikasa at the bottom. And of course, she's right front and center. Aaron's mind. <laughs> and then we go back to the sea, and we've got the bird flying. Oh, and right after that, that's when he sticks the bullet in his eyeball. Ugh, owie. Shoves it in his eyeball. He is... This uh, Did I say I felt bad for him? Because I felt bad for him. <laughs> yeah, we got the bird flying in the sea, though. We have every large cannon on Earth, and a whole... Pretty much the whole world's army of ships. They're all at the sea... They're focusing on one focal point, and that is to stop the rumbling. They can see the steam coming. You don't even have to see the Titans Michael Phelpsing their way over. You can see the steam. My note? When I saw these lads Michael Phelpsing through the sea, I about lost it. I know. <laughs> I know. Didn't, you, didn't you say something about that before? Yeah, or we talked. I don't back, know when we were talking about it, but yeah. you you said something ridiculous, like ridiculous. It's obviously freestyling. Oh yeah, freestyle. Who knew they were aquatic beings this whole time? No wonder they got here so quickly. Are you kidding me? The suspense the suspense kicks in as we've got a gentleman that looks like Kit's Worryman. He's holding <laughs> his hand in the air, and he signals fire. <laughs> Come on. Why would they not have done that? That would have been such a if good touch Kit's. if it was just actually Kit's Worryman <laughs> over there. <laughs> and he was like, and if anyone runs, I'll cut you down myself. And we're like, wait, holy shit, is that Kit's? Is that Kit's? He's just on the other side for some reason. <laughs> it's never brought up how he got over there. Or what it, He's just over there. But yeah, they're Michael Phelpsing over. They're getting bombarded. A lot of the Colossals, they do get shredded by these cannons. But there's thousands and thousands and thousands of mm-hmm. them. So they keep coming. They swim by very fast. I mean, so freaking fast. That their steam and the heat just vaporizes these people. You could make... Oh my god. You could make pasta 
in the sea right now. They got to heat it up, that <laughs> yeah. thing. You know, they always say to salt your pasta water until it tastes like the ocean. Cooking hack, have the rumbling heat up the sea and just make your pasta yes. in there. Just have them Michael Phelpsing all over the place. But yeah, they they vaporize this guy. His skin just instantly comes off. Ugh. And then the ships blow up. All the missiles and stuff. Whatever's on the ships, they just all disintegrate, blow up. It's an awesome sight to see. I thought it was really cool. And then they emerge from the sea, just like in that book that Grisha's father showed him. Okay, this happens all along. Fort Lago. I even remember the fort name. Probably shouldn't have. Everyone remembers it. And uh, it's a scary sight because we got all the land armies. They're shooting their cannons, and then they realize these aren't doing anything. (laughs) And they turn to run because they know they're fucked. And then we get Dr. Genocidal Galapagos himself with the longest hair of all time. His uh, head didn't quite match the rest of the body. And the gnarliest, scariest looking Titan face that we have yet to see. As soon as I saw it, of course, my first thing was to kind of be, it was like a mix of like laugh and at the same time be like, "Uh uh-oh. But then the next thing I thought was, I think when a fight really starts happening, Levi is going to have a heyday with a little comment about the size of his head compared to the rest of his body. Yeah. Levi's going to say something, like a peanut head or just something like that, where he really yep. and burns he, him. He's he, going to scorch him. He really listened to us about his hair, too. He's like, oh, they wanted a few inches longer? How about a few meters longer? Oh, yeah. He was like, once you finally get past that awkward phase of length, you don't ever go back. You just yeah. keep it. As the, as the army says... It's him, Shingeki no Kyojin. The title of the anime, so epic. Anytime they say that, just so so incredibly epic. As then we get a glimpse of his mom being eaten and Hanna's carrying him away as a little boy who swears vengeance on the world. As he says, I'll wipe them out, every last one from this world. Yikes. And we see, we see a little... Uh overview of his gang they're going with almost like a 25 titan deep strategy 25 deep yeah. titan strategy did you notice he's in the middle of them and they're not under him they're kind of spread up around him too he's only got a few layers in front of him i thought that was cool that'll do it all right <laughs> that ought to work yeah um end of episode and how, how well how about the look of little kid aaron his the look of his face that image was haunting end of Part two of the final season. Yep. That's it for the final season. We, uh, wow. Until the finalist. What'd you, what'd you think? I thought this was an incredible episode. When, okay. And we'll talk, we'll talk about the whole part, um, mm-hmm. probably next week. Yeah. We'll do a whole recap of the whole part. We got some questions already sent in. If you have any questions that you want to ask about a future season, this season, go ahead and drop us a line on Twitter and the discord Anything like that, and we'll. I've got a list going. We'll answer some of those next week. Um, How did you think they ended this? I thought they could not have ended it any better. No, this is good. I mean, like right as with the timing, we're playing with a little bit, right? Because we know that they've already got past this. Um, but seeing him getting onto the shore is just one big yikes. <laughs> And I, I loved how it shows little Aaron. 
saying that. Yeah. Because back then we're like, oh, he's going to be the hero of this story and kill all the Titans. And now he's going to be the hero of this story and kill all the humans. Yes. Hero of the story. <laughs> That's your words, not mine. I, uh, what was I going to say? The weird thing about it is this entire season, I was thinking like, um, oh my God, how are they going to wrap this up in the amount of episodes we had? And then obviously it became clear that they weren't going to. It was going to be something different. But now that I hear that it's a final season, I'm like, well, how are they going to have enough to do a final, final season? That makes, yeah. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't like, it make you think it's going to be like, it's just a five flip-flop. episodes. Yeah, I, I don't think that they'll be able to go. I mean, eat, we're at 28 of season four. So if they keep like the same pace, I think last time it was like 16 was the first part. So I guess this yeah. was 12. I don't think that we've got 12 in store for us. I'd be shocked. But who knows? We'll see. We'll, we'll talk see all it. about it more. Yeah. Um, join the Patreon if you like join what it. we do. Support us. It's patreon.com slash podcast chronic twitter YouTube. youtube all that stuff all the links are in the description below i've been ronnie i've been chatty love you peace peace